This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, the honeymoon is definitely over. This week, we saw two liberal cabinet ministers get in trouble over inappropriate spending. Maybe they got a bit too comfortable during that honeymoon period. At any rate, it didn't take long with this new government, and the opposition has uncovered expenses that reflect a certain sense of entitlement. Just yesterday, we learned that Environment Environment Minister Catherine McKenna paid a French photojournalist nearly $11,000 to take pictures of her and her staff during the climate change conference in Paris. And there were more revelations about Health Minister Jane Philpott's spending. She billed taxpayers 520 bucks to access Air Canada's lounges in North America and Europe and this after we learned about the 3700 that she paid for overpriced car services from a company that just happened to belong to one of her supporters. Now, all of this, as we said, comes from documents obtained under access to information by the Conservatives. So much for the Liberal promise of transparency. Here's what the Prime Minister had to say about that. As I've said many, many times, we're always uh, willing to discuss and look at new ways uh, of demonstrating the kind of open and transparency uh, across government that uh, we know Canadians expect. Okay, whatever that means. Now, we want to know what you think about these spending lapses, or maybe you think they're not a big deal. The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now on the line, I have Aaron Woodrick from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Welcome, Aaron. Good afternoon, Louis. Well, what do you make of these revelations? Well, look, uh, Ministers Philpott and McKenna are certainly not the first ones to have their hands caught in the cookie jar. Um, They won't be the last either. And while we welcome the fact that, especially in Minister Philpott's case, he's acknowledged her mistakes, he's willing to pay the money back, that's all very good and well. Uh, But the problem always remains, whether it's these ministers or the ones before them, um, they only apologize when they get caught. And they only get caught because, whether it's the opposition or the media or watchdog groups like ours, we dig up the Access to Information Act documents and expose it. So what we're, we're thinking that people should be doing now is we need to think about ways we can make the system provide incentives to people to not waste money in the first place. And a simple solution we put forward, they already do this in the city of Toronto, by the way, is scan and post your receipts. If every receipt has to be scanned and posted online proactively, it's going to force all ministers, MPs and senators and their staff to think very carefully every time they, they expense something, is this something I can justify because they're going to have to justify it to the public. Mm, uh, and what about just uh, having the expense accounts public to begin with? Because it's a process mm-hmm. to go through freedom of information. 
And yeah, well, that's exactly that's sort of what we're getting at. Um, there, there is some disclosure, but a lot of it is uh, is very vague. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, we often see, for example, a MP will have an ex- expenses for transportation, but it will be over a three or four month period. So we all have no idea what the breakdown is. And if you look at some of the costs that make people upset, like the minister in this case expensing a limousine, seventeen hundred dollars for transportation might not be a lot if it was for a whole month, but if it's for one day, that starts to raise eyebrows, which is why we think it's important that a certain level of detail be attached and that it be put out, as you say, proactively rather than requiring other groups to to dig around and dig it up in the first place. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, sometimes uh, there are certain things where you hear the argument, it's just what it costs. Uh, I mean, for instance, you know, remember Bev Oda, she was brought down by a $16 glass of orange juice, which of course sounds extremely excessive, but I know people who travel and who stay in big hotels and, and their reaction was, well, that's what it costs. Yeah, absolutely. Minister Oda, very infamous for it now, but she was staying at the Savoy in London, which is a very expensive hotel. That's just the cost of orange juice at the Savoy. Now, do we think that uh, it probably would have served her better to just not buy that orange juice because it was so expensive, it probably would have saved her a lot of grief. Um, but if you look at this case again, um, it, we're not saying Minister Philpot can't have a hired car to drive her around. We don't expect her to take the bus. But ourselves and, and other media called around for equivalent quotes, and we got quotes less than half. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was completely crazy. And then, I mean, I thought one of the things that I saw was that the company offered to pay back the money. And I thought, well, whoa, that that's even worse because this company belonged to a supporter of hers. And now she's taking free rides from them if they pay it back. Yeah, yeah, it certainly did not help. And again, I'm not implying this was deliberate, but it certainly does raise some valid questions when the company is owned by a supporter and that the minister was aware it was a supporter. Um, that certainly doesn't make the situation any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we to, I mean, you know, I'm looking at the $520 to access Air Canada lounges. And, you know, I'm thinking... These people have to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. They have a lot on their plate. Is that really so bad? Look, that one might be getting closer to something you could justify, but... I would just say this. I mean, let's remember these are ministers that they get paid a quarter of a million dollars a year. Um, I've heard from other MPs when this blew up that the vast majority of MPs, they get free lounge access after a year anyway. Um, Is it really so much to ask them to reach in their own pocket to pay the $500 for one year, um, you know, for themselves, for which is a perk, remember, they can use for, for reasons other than their ministerial duties. So, you know, I just think it's a question of sending a message. There are a lot of Canadians right now who are struggling. Um, we have a very large deficit. Um, so when ministers do things like this, it just leaves a bad taste in the mouth of people. It's not even about the dollar figure. It's just more about the principle that it seems people are being careless with tax dollars. Well, exactly. And and I mean, I'm thinking, you know, when I look at some of these expenses and, and I'm thinking, well, would they spend this money, their own money, on this? I mean, $11,000 for a photographer. I, I mean, I don't blame her for uh, hiring a photographer, though, frankly, somebody in her staff could have taken those pictures and they would have been fine for posting. But um, $11,000 is pretty darn steep. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's ironic that they justify it on the grounds it was cheaper than flying a photographer over from Canada. And, you know, there's a I'm not sure about that, frankly. Yeah. I mean, look, this is 2016. Um, Everyone has a a camera on their cell phone, on their smartphone. Um, Ministers themselves are very fond of, of tweeting out and Instagramming pics of themselves. 
there, I think maybe 20 years ago there was an argument about a need for photographers. I think that's a lot harder to justify today. And we also can't forget uh, the media is there. The media's job is to take pictures and distribute them. Really what it comes down to is, is ministers and governments, they want their own images that they control that essentially serve as, as a, if I can use a derogatory term, propaganda for themselves. And they're entitled to do that, but it shouldn't be taxpayers who are the ones paying for it. Okay, now I have another question, um, and this is regard to uh, female politicians. Mm -hmm. And sometimes female politicians get into big trouble if they've used uh, money for grooming. But but the fact is that female politicians get judged on their appearance uh, way more than men. So I I gather uh, Christian Freeland charged uh, some hair and makeup. So um, what is your view on that? And also, um, listeners, what is your view on that? I'm going to give the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about spending by the ministers. Uh, Catherine McKenna, the environment minister, just got in trouble spending 11 grand on uh, vanity photos of herself. Jane Philpott, on paying uh, huge amounts for limo transportation and also for access to the good lounges. And I'm on the line with Aaron Woodrook from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And I've just asked him, what what about the women? Uh, is there an argument to be made for women to uh, be allowed to spend some public dollars on their grooming since they're judged on it, quite frankly? Yeah, that's a fair point, Libby. I mean, and it's certainly unfair, but that certainly seems to be the case sometimes when, when female politicians are judged for those reasons. I, I think the principle that we need to keep in mind here is, is it something that you need only for your job? Is it something, you know, you know, toothpaste? You're going to brush your teeth anyway, so that's clearly something not. Is makeup, would these women be wearing makeup anyway but for the job? And if so, should we, we pay for it? And on the male side, I was asked similarly about suits. I mean, uh, on the one hand, some men might have plenty of suits in their closet and would wear them to whatever job they had anyway. So, uh, you know, a lawyer might not be able to justify... Are politicians uh, expensing suits? Yeah, there was, uh, there was at least one instance where suits were expensed. And, and I said, look, if they, if they really did have a career where they never wore a suit, if they were a farmer somewhere in rural uh, Alberta and they never had a suit, they might be able to argue that. But if they are a lawyer that works on Bay Street and they have a closet full of suits, that's a lot harder to justify. I, I admit that is a, a grayer area, but I I do think in a lot of cases it just comes down to what a politician is comfortable uh, justifying to the public again. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the makeup issue, you know, women wear makeup, but they don't necessarily have their makeup done right? Uh, for yeah. a regular day in real life. And that is uh, – it's also – it's plenty expensive, believe me. But, yeah. uh, you know, and I think uh, that it certainly looks bad. But, uh, you know, as, as somebody, you know, frankly, I've, when I go on television, I get my makeup done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and, and I certainly, there's actually some men that will get it done, although they usually get it gratis when they're in the TV studio. Well, yeah, and, they, and it's, it's a little bit of, a, it's less work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting, you know, there's so much uh, of this that is really the area of, of perception and I think kind of highlights how far away some of these politicians get from the people that they're representing. 
Yeah, that, and that is a fundamental problem. And it's the reason when people ask me, why do we care about these $16, $500? Why does it matter so much? And in some cases, it makes people more upset than when a billion dollars is wasted. And the reason is they can relate to it. And they understand that, you know, these are our representatives. They're supposed to, to uh, understand us. And yet they act in a way that seems totally out of touch with what we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Well, yeah, and that that is it. So I guess the question is, you know, one of the things that uh, has always fascinated me, I've covered politics for a very long time, is kind of how long does it take for that to happen? And with some governments, it happens lickety-split. And with some, you know, it takes a while. They have to be in power for a bit before they they get that, I guess, sense of entitlement. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm an optimist here. I, I'm, I'm hoping that the Prime Minister takes this seriously. I'm hoping to see something concrete. Um, you know, we, we've seen this movie before, as you point out, so sometimes it, it does make people a little depressed to say, here we go again. But, look, uh, it's a new government. I, I hope that they take it seriously, and I certainly hope uh, they put something forward that's concrete that, that speaks to this issue. Uh-huh, yeah, and it's, um, you know, it, the, the whole thing is really uh, interesting to me because... Uh, you know, they're saying, oh, sure, we'll we'll look at it. I mean, I don't know if that kind of covers it. It's, you know, it seemed like he was dancing around, not really saying very much. Yeah, I, I think right now they're in damage control. But, you know, there are two ways this can go. They can either uh, take it seriously over the medium term and come up with a policy, or they can hope it goes away. And, you know, I am willing to bet that if they choose the latter and hope it goes away, there's going to be another case in six months from now when, there's going to be some unflattering expense. It's not good for the government. It's not good for Canadians. It's in their own interest, frankly, to come up with a way to cut down on this sort of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think six months you're being awfully generous. <laughs> you are being awfully generous with how long it, it's, uh, it's going to take. Because, uh, you know, what is it? Is they, they haven't been in power very long. And I'm sure that, that people for the first while, that no one was really looking for this. They were still preoccupied with uh, Duffy at all. Yeah, and this is the sort of thing, Libby, that it becomes the death of a thousand cuts. It's never a single expense that, uh, you know, destroys the government's reputation. But if this sort of thing drips out for weeks and months and years, over time, people start to associate, oh, yes, of course. That's never what you want. You never want to have the public sort of associating your government or your party in their mind with, oh, yeah, they're the ones that are always taking liberties with our dollars. Uh, just to uh, to uh, just move off the, the liberal spending for a second, uh, so we went through this whole thing with, with Mike Duffy and Pamela Wallen, and they were, you know, acquitted. And then Mike Duffy turns around and puts in the same expenses that he got into so much trouble for because he was acquitted. I mean, what do you make of that? Yeah, that that is that was a real uh, real shocker. Well, I guess it isn't shocking in a way. I mean, Mr. Duffy is clearly uh, unrepentant. Um, he's essentially uh, you know thumbing his nose at Canadians. He doesn't he doesn't care that Canadians are upset by it. Um, you know, to give the Senate some credit, they have tried to tighten up uh, the requirements. Originally, you didn't even have to prove where you lived. You could just say where you lived, and the Senate administration would take your word for it. That's how he was able to get away with these expenses. They've implemented some new rules. They require you to have a driver's license, health card, um, Revenue Canada bill, but he somehow managed to produce these things uh, that says he lives in Prince Edward Island. When he does not, he's live, he lives in Ottawa. Everybody knows that. Um, and so I have some sympathy for the Senate who said, look, we tried to tighten up the rules and he still got around them. Um, but it also means the rules uh, are probably not good enough. They haven't done enough if he can still get around them this way. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I find it hard to fathom, you know, you would think that after going through all that, which could not have been easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I know Mike Duffy from his way back when, from his days as a reporter in Ottawa. I had my own stint in Ottawa. And you would think, you would think that, that just, you know, that there might have been a lesson learned and they would he would try to stay away from it. But, but I mean, I just find that response completely unfathomable. Yeah, it's very disappointing. I think in Mr. Duffy's mind, you know, he was acquitted in a court of law. Therefore, he's also ethically and morally exonerated. Um, you know, he says that the rules allow him to charge things like his personal trainer. And so he's going to keep doing that. Um, he doesn't draw the line between, he doesn't see any distinction between legal Just and moral. Just a minute. He did, I, I, I know that he, he charged uh, living expenses, but he, he went back and charged for his trainer? No, that was from that was the original yeah. case, but but all of those expenses he was exonerated on because the court said, look, the rules are so vague, um, pretty much anything goes, and so he's taken that as license to say, okay, if the court has said anything goes, well, I'm just going to continue expensing whatever I feel like expensing. Okay, uh, Aaron Woodrick, please hang on. We've got to take a quick break, and uh, people, we are going to be back with more from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation on the latest Liberal. Ending, I wouldn't call it a scandal just yet, but uh, we want to know what you think. Uh, do you approve of these expenses that we have Liberal cabinet ministers getting in trouble for? Uh, do you think it shows a sense of entitlement or maybe you think it's not a big deal? Let us know the numbers before we go to break. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 866 740 You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, I am on the line with Aaron Woodrick from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And we're talking about the Liberals' overspending. Uh, This is uh, basically a sign that the honeymoon is over. This week we saw two Liberal cabinet ministers get in trouble over inappropriate spending, spending that shows a sense of entitlement. Uh, Just yesterday we learned that the environment minister, Catherine McKenna, paid a French photojournalist nearly 11 grand to take pictures of her during the climate summit. Uh, You know, I'm curious to know about why a staff member couldn't do that. Uh, It seems like anybody can do that these days with iPhones or whatever. Uh, This comes on top of the health minister, Jane Philpott. We found out she's billed taxpayers for access to Air Canada lounges. That was only 500 bucks. But uh, last week we learned she paid $3,700 on overpriced uh, limos. car services that we're charging a lot more than usuals. Let's go right to the phone. We've got Fred in Brantford. Hi, Fred. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I just have a comment. Uh, I've been listening to your show for a while, and and you keep calling this circus in the States with this presidential election going on uh, a circus. Now, here we have a bunch of cheating, scamming politicians that we've always had here, and, and it's always every other month or whatever is coming to light that somebody's done whatever they're doing. And I'm just going to make this suggestion that, to me, they are no better than these people that phone people at home, these scammers, as you call them, 
trying to get money out of them. Except our politicians, they have the key to our account, and they can just take it out any time they want. Now, to me, it's it's a there should be a penalty. I mean, that's theft. Well, it's um, it, you know. There are rules. According to the law, it's not theft. I mean, we saw what Mike Duffy did, and he got acquitted. Uh, so, I mean, you know, there's there's a, a legal test for this. There is the court of public opinion. And I think your views on it uh, sort of illustrate the way people feel about it when the public uh, public money is, is abused. Well, it's just like Trump's saying over there, it's establishment. It's the same thing, same thing, and it's not going to change unless somebody gets in and changes it. Uh, they have the right to do. They don't have the right to do it. They just do what they want to do. But it's it's just come to the point now where I mean I'm I'm thoroughly disgusted. I know a lot of people that are, and you just keep hearing it every other week, same thing. Okay, okay. okay. Thank you, Fred, for your call. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. We've got Jerry in Toronto. Hi, Jerry. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. I'll get right to the point. Um, downtown business person. There's a lot of businesses that are that can't make ends meet, can't afford to hire somebody. It's just getting so expensive. And now that uh, the thing about the um, the license uh, sticker going up, I yep. mean, everything is just eating its way up there, and they're spending, and no one cares. And Justin was at a rock concert on Saturday night, and everyone's cheering. I just can't figure it out. Most of us are just sitting there shaking our heads. Yeah. So yep. I don't know what solution. I mean, I, you know, it's a honeymoon only lasts a month or so. This is almost 10 months. So well, well, exactly. It's been a long honeymoon, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if that contributed to some of their thinking on some of these expenses. Absolutely. But, you know, like they, they just somehow the media swings it in, in this way positive about, I don't know, just uh, give them some more time and give them some slack. But really, it's it's just obvious this is... <laughs> I mean, the expenses are building up, the interest is growing, and it's got to be sooner than later. Okay, Jerry, thanks for your call. Thank you, bye. Bye-bye. We've got June in North York. Hi, June. Hi, how are you doing today? Fine. Excellent. Um, first of all, I'm, I was saying to the um, guy that answered the phone, I'm an idealist, and I have to tell you, I am so disappointed to hear this. I don't know, I, I really expected better, which was... Uh, probably naive, but nevertheless. And I guess I have a question, too, about um, why there isn't scrutiny on these expenses as they're submitted. Are the rules, are there no rules at all? Are there no budgets in place for airline lounges or... Well, or- I think that the ministers the, is the person in charge of the department, and they have the scrutiny on the expenses. And that's a good question, because, you know, if, if you're in a private business, you don't usually, I mean, you know, my boss looks at my expenses, and if anything is wrong there, it's, it's like it, it doesn't get past that. Well, exactly. And when I worked, it was exactly the same thing. I submitted expenses, and they were only paid after my supervisor had a boo at them to make sure that they were all in line. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. So it seems, I mean, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, Treasury Board or, or whatever, but, but that's, that's something, you know, they would do well to have somebody looking at ministerial expenses. But, but then, uh, you know, we wouldn't get to see them, they'd get to quietly uh, smooth these things over, which I guess wouldn't be that bad if they want to pay for their own excesses. Okay, so go is, ahead. Is there a real opportunity, a real chance that they're going to be 
um, made public? I mean, is that a possibility? Well, you heard what Justin Trudeau said. If you can figure out what it means, you're a better woman than I am. Well, I would... uh, so we'll we'll see. He said he's open to something to make things transparent, but whether that actually happens, you know, I'm not holding my breath. I know. I'm so disappointed. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you very much, okay. June. Bye. Okay. Um, that is uh, all the time we have for this segment. Uh, you can call back on Free For All Friday uh, because we could not manage to take all your calls. Thank you very much for that. And thank you to Aaron Woodruck from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Thank you, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.